Is murder ever justified? The topic of today's podcast is pretty grim, and some of the things I would like to talk about are quite graphic. So I do not believe this is suitable for anyone under the age of 18. That having been said, this is the internet, and you can do whatever you want. You have been warned. My name is Lewis, and this is Budo, The Martial Way. To start with, as usual, let me give you a very brief background of me and my perspective, mainly for those who are unfamiliar with my work. I volunteered as an infantry reservist in the British Army for three years. I joined during the final stages of the Afghan war and volunteered for deployment, but unfortunately, or most likely fortunately, I was not deployed. So I admit fully that I speak of murder and death as someone with no first-hand experience. I also consider myself a Buddhist. I practice meditation almost every day and have studied an extensive library of texts, as well as often spending time at extended retreats here in Japan. But this isn't about me. I don't want to start playing spiritual top trumps with you. I'm just trying to give you a quick background of the perspective I'm approaching this from. The event that brought this question up in my mind was something I found myself thinking about recently, was the killing of Cecil the Lion and the public reaction to it, which happened way back in 2015. Cecil the lion was killed in Zimbabwe by an American hunter by the name of Walter Palmer. Now, the thing here is that Walter did actually have a permit and abiding by all rules and regulations did kill the lion legally. I am not at this point making any comment on the morality of the act. I just want to highlight that he was acting within the boundaries of the law. This garnered a lot of media attention in the West, and a lot of people began to give Walter a very hard time. I'm not sure how he's doing now, but I remember at the time his dental practice was basically shut down, and online a lot of people were calling for the death of Walter Palmer. Of course, you should always take everything you read online with a big pinch of salt, but you and I know this is a pretty normal reaction. Death threats online are par for the course. On and offline, people are always calling for the death of other people, whether it's murderers, rapists, paedophiles, or whatever else. People just love to take the moral high ground and jump on any opportunity to condemn someone to death. Is this justified? Forget about the fact Walter did have a permit and wasn't breaking any laws. Morally speaking, he murdered a lion for sport. Does that justify his own death at the hands of anyone else? What do you think? How about Nazis? And I'm not talking about the modern-day Nazis. That word gets thrown around like confetti these days. I'm talking about honest-to-God 1944 German Nazi SS officers. Are their deaths justified? People like to talk about Nazis often metaphorically because they're universally accepted as the bad guys, right? 
we can have movies like Tarantino's Inglorious Bastards, where scores of Nazis are brutally murdered, many of whom in quite a comical fashion. But it's something we can all get behind because they're Nazis, right? The only good Nazi is a dead Nazi. Isn't that something we can all get on board with? Well, I'm not so sure about that. Everyone has the Buddha self, the purity of consciousness deep inside themselves at the foundation of their awareness. Whatever decisions people have made, whatever actions they are responsible for, whatever crimes they have committed, every living human being has that same spark of awareness. To kill someone, any person, regardless of what they have done, is to extinguish that spark. And that's never a good thing. In the words of Shantideva, Strive at first to meditate upon the sameness of yourself and others. In joy and sorrow, all are equal. Thus be guardian of all as of yourself. You know, it's funny. When I watch movies with a lot of killing in it, it's totally different now to when I was a teenager. If I watch something like John Wick, where Keanu Reeves is this super badass killing machine that eats through people with relentless ferocity, it's kind of hard for me to really enjoy that in the same way that I think I would have 10, 15 years ago. In one scene I can remember, John goes to this high-class party to kill some mob boss guy for some reason or another. And when he gets there, he has this huge gunfight and kills scores of men to get to his target. When I see that, I can't just self-insert myself as John and get behind him killing all these nameless men. I understand he's targeting the bad guy mob boss, but all these other guys, these are privately contracted security guards. They are not guilty of anything we're aware of. They're just there to do a job. And John is viciously slaughtering all of them. As a security guard, if someone turns up at a party and starts shooting, of course you would identify him as a threat and do everything you can to stop him. These guys are doing the right thing. But I digress. Let's get back on topic. I said before that murder is never a good thing. And I stand by that. It's never a desirable act But it is, however, sometimes necessary. Now, in the contemporary age of 2021, Buddhism is generally associated with non-violence. That wasn't always the case, and there are many, many different branches of Buddhism. But it is generally accepted to be the case that Buddhists practice extreme non-violence, often to the point of complete non-resistance, placing themselves at the mercy of an aggressor, sometimes even voluntarily sacrificing their own lives in demonstration. I'm sure everyone has seen the famous photo of Thich Quang Duc, the Vietnamese monk who set himself on fire in Saigon. 1963, in protest of the persecution of Buddhists by the South Vietnamese Roman Catholic government. This act is not unprecedented and has been recorded for thousands of years, but in the face of those who have no regard for human life, is it an effective practice? 
How about the non-resistance of Tibet? I'm pretty sure they're still occupied by China. Last time I checked, but of course, in their case, open resistance is also most likely a futile gesture. Look at Hong Kong right now. But the fact remains: in defense of ourselves, or more importantly, of others who are incapable of defending themselves, it would seem that murder may sometimes be an undesirable yet necessary course of action. Again, let's go back to the Nazis. You think anyone wanted to invade Europe? I don't think any of those British, American, or Canadian soldiers wanted to cross the Channel and storm the beaches of Normandy. But considering the situation, it was something that had to be done. It was undesirable, but necessary. That doesn't mean they had to hate the Nazis or revel in their deaths. In the words of Seneca, "Of what use is anger when the same end can be arrived at by reason? Do you suppose that a hunter is angry with the beasts that he kills?" Now. It is my opinion that, for the good of all humanity, there are some individuals who need to die. I am not officially qualified to make that decision, but I don't think anyone is. I don't care if you're a judge, military commander, or anyone else. To take another human being's life is such an extreme act. It entirely supersedes any law or rules written by society. This is something that must be decided on an individual level. The legal consequences of such an act are secondary. What is most important is, first and foremost, if you find yourself in that position, you must decide for yourself if you are willing to make that decision. And able to perform the act, because that is something that cannot be undone, and you must live with the consequences for the rest of your life, whether it is something that is condoned legally or not. Shortly after I left the British Army, I saw a video that has remained quite vividly in my mind ever since I saw it. In this video, there was a group of ISIS fighters in Syria. And they had a child in the back of a pickup truck. This kid must have been about nine, ten years old. The child was very weak; his body limp and his skin grey. I think he was suffering from blood loss and was in shock. In the video, the man holding him took out a knife and sawed the head off the child, beheading him while he still lived. As the man did this, he was smiling and laughing. This is the reality of the world that I believe most civilians are entirely unaware of. I have seen numerous videos of terrorists and soldiers in the Middle East viciously executing people, shooting them in the head, burning them alive, beheading them. It's not how it looks like in Game of Thrones or the movies. To see it for real, done now in this modern age, these people to murder a child in such a savage manner and to laugh while you're doing it 
It is my opinion that for the benefit of all mankind, these people must be removed from the earth. Not imprisoned, not sheltered, fed, watered, even if it is in a cage. No, these people must simply cease to exist. I do not want these people to die. I don't want anything about this situation. But what I want is irrelevant. The situation is as it is. And if left unchecked, these people will continue to commit unspeakable acts of horror, the likes of which most people don't really want to consider actually happen. As someone who volunteered to serve in the infantry, as someone with experience working in security, during a time in which terrorist attacks have become commonplace, as someone with an extensive history of practicing martial arts, I am an individual who is in an extreme emergency situation, equipped with the knowledge and experience of how to end another person's life, either by hand or with firearms. If that event should ever take place, in which I am in a position in which I must take someone else's life, were I to do so, no matter how necessary in any given situation, I would not be absolved of my sin. If I had to murder another person, either in defense of someone else or because I am faced with a terrorist, child rapist, or some other deeply evil person, if I am to murder that person it would not be morally justified. Murder is never good. It is never a positive thing. It is always bad. It is always something which should be avoided as much as possible. But in certain situations, when all else is lost, it is sometimes a thing that must be done for the benefit of society and the progress of humanity at large. Something that's important to remember is karma. Live by the sword, die by the sword. When I joined the British Army, especially as an infantryman, I accepted the fact that I could die in combat. That is something I volunteered for. And of course, while it's not something I wanted, if I choose to put myself in a position where I may end up fighting and killing other people, I must accept that they will do everything they can to resist and to kill me. So those people you see online calling for whoever's death, they believe that the same fate will not befall them because they are morally justified, because they are the good guy pointing their grubby little finger at the bad guy. But if you take another person's life, there is no good or bad. There is only death. Hopefully, no one listening to this now will ever have to deal with murder in their own lives, either as a perpetrator, victim, witness, or anything else. I hope this remains to be a purely hypothetical situation. If we take a step back for a moment, lower the stakes a little bit, we will find that this is still relevant to most people's daily lives. Think not in terms of murder and death, but just in regards to anger and insults. As I said before, live by the sword, die by the sword. This is the ancient principle of karma. Whoever you may face in your life, whatever you may think of that person, whatever their crimes may be, 
Nothing any other person can do ever justifies your own bad behavior. If you find yourself faced with a very rude, inconsiderate, negative person, either in your social life or at work, if that person is misbehaving, that does not justify you in attacking them. If someone else is behaving in an unacceptable manner, you should be able to let their actions speak for themselves. If you start getting angry with them, if you start slandering them and acting in a vicious or spiteful way yourself, forget about what anyone else is doing. You yourself are acting in a negative fashion. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do anything. I'm not saying that you should passively accept the bad behavior of others. If you need to respond, then do so. But your response should be in accordance with the virtues and principles you have chosen to abide by. Because after it's all said and done, if someone asks you why you did what you did, you can't try to justify your own bad behavior by comparing yourself to the other person. Oh, yes, I was very rude and spiteful, but he was so much worse. It doesn't matter. His actions speak for itself, and your actions also speak for itself too. If you have to do something negative or aggressive or disagreeable in the face of overwhelming opposition, you need to ask yourself carefully if it is required. Look past your anger or embarrassment or frustration or whatever other transient emotions you are feeling. If your response is not required, then in the cold light of day when the situation has passed and you are called up to answer for your crimes, you might find yourself regretting your actions. But if it is required, then it doesn't matter how you are questioned or criticized, you can remain confident that you did what you had to do. I'm sorry if you found today's topic a little grim and unpleasant, but this is something I wanted to talk about. And to do so, I had to share with you the seriousness of the situation. No one ever wants to have to deal with death or murder, but this is the reality of life, and we are not always granted what we want. I hope you found it interesting and thought-provoking. I would, as always, love to hear your thoughts. So please drop me a line on Twitter at Weibudo, you know the handle. Like, comment, share, subscribe. I do this for free, no adverts, no cost to you. So if you would like to support me in creating content, any engagement really goes a long way. Thank you very much for your time. Today's topic was pretty dark, so I feel like we should cleanse ourselves after this. Next episode, I want to talk about equanimity, balance, and how to reside without judgment. I'm going to share with you some written passages from Dogen Zenji's Shobogenzo and Eckhart Tolle's Power of Now. It's really important key information that I think you're really going to find interesting. Until then, keep doing what you're doing. The weather's getting warmer and the flowers are starting to bloom. Life is beautiful. Enjoy the process. For those on the way, become the way.